to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name's Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a great start to your week. Of course, you can find the Battery Power Podcast, the um, podcast to be named later, as well as the Daily Hammer, all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you choose to listen, that's where we'll be for free. Just hit that subscribe button and you'll get the latest content when it's available. My name is Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And the latest is this. We are now more than a week. We have completed a full week into um, a spring camp, spring training, whatever you call it, the start of spring training for the Braves and Major League Baseball. That started with pitchers and catchers reporting and as well as some notable position players back on February 13th, and now we're into the full swing of camp. And within the next 7 to 10 days, we'll start discussing the Braves getting off with their spring training action. Of course, the World Baseball Classic will be involved in that as well. So a lot of exciting things coming up over the next few weeks. But of course, when it comes to... This spring training, this spring training is a bit unique in the fact that it's the first, you know, really normal spring training that we've seen since 2019, right? You know, in 2020, we saw spring training cut short because of the pandemic. And of course, that, you know, led to baseball not really starting up until late July in 2020, 2021, still a bit limited as far as things go with the pandemic. And then, of course, last year, a bit of a shortened spring due to the fact that the lockout was being completed. So one thing to note is that this is truly the first regular spring training, the, the first spring training that is is under normal routine for the first time since 2019. And the reason that that's noticeable, no, notable is because one thing that we've seen, and if you remember in years past when normal spring training occurred, it's not uncommon to get news that when players report to camp, especially pitchers, for almost every team, you're going to get one or two pitchers and some significant names who are either being held out of camp, who were, you know, having lighter workloads, who, you know, before they got to camp, they were monitored a bit more due to the team being cautious with, with some sort of injury. Now, the not even an injury, but just some sort of ailment that the team is wanting to be very cautious in making sure it doesn't become a bigger thing than it already is with the regular season still being six weeks away. Now, for the Braves... They've had, you know, some pretty good luck. They they haven't, and there hasn't been that much, you know, news, that many notable occurrences in spring training so far. But the most notable names that we have heard a bit on, you know, we heard about Joe Jimenez, you know, coming off a late season injury last year. He was in camp early. He, he's been monitored. The Braves feel comfortable that he should be ready to go. Mike Soroka over the past week, coming off, you know, a, a year in which many had hoped he eventually would make his first major league appearance since 2020. It didn't happen last year. We got reports that he should be free to go, should not have any limitations to start spring. He's had a hamstring issue that's come up over the past few days, though over the weekend it seems to be getting better. And, you know, Brian Snicker and others mentioned that it was just a matter of caution. Well, then yesterday, 
It was reported that Kyle Wright, the only 20-game winner in 2022 who had a breakout season for the Braves, it was revealed that he had had a cortisone shot back in January to help his shoulder get to where he really needs for it to be to be able to come off last year in which he's pitched more innings than he had you know, far more innings than he had in any previous season in his career. He received a cortisone shot in January, and that is something that the team is monitoring as well. It is something that will hold him out from the beginning of spring training action, but the team in Kyle Wright, they're not necessarily looking at this as a negative. Now, whenever we hear the phrase cortisone shot, you know, we think that, you know, that that's um, basically a way to manage an injury to prevent something occurring, you know, that basically to hold off from, you know, doing something that will occur like in the offseason. Like we've heard baseball players receive cortisone shots so they can manage the pain of an injury until they have time to let it fully heal, like towards the end of the season or what have you. Typically when we hear cortisone shots being involved, it's to help with the management of an injury. Well, in this case, when it comes to Kyle Wright, the way that he described it is that it more was just a jolt to his system that's now allowed for his shoulder to feel the best that it has since 2020. And that's good news because last year, with how successful he was on the mound, if you remember towards the end of last year, there were a few stretches where Kyle Wright was experiencing dead arm, where he was not experiencing the ability to have his full array of effectiveness, his full arsenal of stuff, because his arm was simply tired as he was working through a higher innings amount than he ever had before. Now, the Braves did a very good job of managing his usage in August and September. It led to him having by far the best outing of a Braves pitcher in the playoffs. So the Braves were able to manage the fatigue that was on Kyle Wright's arm. And he did not have a major injury last year. Coming into this year, he's received the needed attention to his shoulder. It appears that the Braves are going to give him time to really work himself up and thus allow for him to be able to, once the regular season comes around, the main focus that they have is him being available. And that's something that the Braves spoke to. They spoke to the fact that they do not feel that this latest um, news on Kyle Wright, they don't feel that it's going to prevent him from starting the season. It probably means he'll more than likely make his season debut against St. Louis rather than the first three-game series against Washington, and he'll likely go 75 to 80 pitches in his first outing. But the Braves are doing this in a way to allow for him to be able to work his way through spring training to where he won't have to miss the start of the season. So it's not uncommon to hear these reports, to hear the reports that you have some pitchers who are working through some minor ailments. The team has every reason with spring training, now with everybody together, and they have the ability to fully monitor the players and what they're doing and, and how they're healing from these injuries. It makes perfect sense, especially with Soroka's injury history, especially with Kyle Wright coming off, you know, a season in which he you know pitched far more innings than he ever has before. It makes perfect sense for the Braves to manage the workload of these pitchers. And even if it may be a little bit later on in the spring, before we see Soroka or Wright, the hope is, is that they'll both be available once the regular season starts. But of course, with the fact that Soroka, as well as Wright, may be a bit delayed in terms of their action when it comes to spring training, the other good news is 
Brad Rowland and Scott Coleman discussed on the on the uh, Battery Power podcast was that Ian Anderson, there's been some good reports about his early work in camp over the past week or so. Mark Bowman of MLB.com talked about, you know, from Anderson himself, the fact that Anderson know, he knows he struggled in 2022. Brian Snicker knows he struggled in 2022. But Brian Snicker brought up a very good point. This is something that many young pitchers go through. The point is, though, what do you do to work to bounce back? And that is something that the Braves seem to be encouraged on when it comes to Ian Anderson. It seems like he did a lot of work, especially on his uh, mechanics as well as as his form when it came to his windup to get more consistent, to be able to be in, in an effective position as possible time in and time out when it comes to the repetition of his form. So it seems in that aspect of things, Ian Anderson is satisfied with where he is. And he, quote, said that he's in a really good spot to reset himself for 2023. So while it's far too early to sit here and say for sure that, you know, minor ailments to Soroka and to Kyle Wright are going to open the door for Ian Anderson to have a permanent rotation spot at the start of the season, it definitely is encouraging that with Soroka and Wright maybe being a bit behind others as they work their way back from injuries, Ian Anderson is really ready to go to be able to make the most of bouncing back to form, bouncing back to the very good pitcher that we know he can be, especially in the postseason, in 2023. Ian Anderson, Bryce Elder, others, they could take the opportunity to really put their name in the hat to at least the very first of the year be options off the mound for the Braves. And so it'll be definitely be, you know, this is turning into likely the most Important storyline to watch for the Braves. Which pitchers are going to be able to remain healthy and are going to be able to take advantage of the workload that they'll be able to get in spring training? And as I mentioned and others have mentioned last week, the Braves, maybe they see value in utilizing a six-man rotation through the first month or so of the week with the, with the very, you know, with the, with the schedule that doesn't have a lot of um, off days and already the need to manage a few pitchers' workloads early in the season. Perhaps the Braves do find value in a six-man rotation. But even if that were to be the case, the door is open for you know a pitcher like Anderson to, if he can find success, really take advantage of of being relied upon maybe more than some had anticipated to start the season, and he can take off and be be another valuable asset in the Braves' starting rotation. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. 
Another tidbit of news that was revealed on Sunday was the fact that veteran infielder Elvis Andrews signed with the Chicago White Sox. Uh, Andrews ended last season on a good note with the White Sox, and he was um, available to be signed uh, for much of the offseason. And so the White Sox eventually did bring Andrews back to sign. I believe it was a one-year, $3 million deal. He'll primarily play second base for the White Sox, be insurance at short as well. But Andrews was a name that, you know, many including myself, I, I legitimately thought that there was plenty of, of reason to believe that the Braves could be a destination for Andrews to sign. I mean, I said earlier this offseason that I felt that we were still going to see someone outside the organization breathe the Braves starting shortstop in 2023. Well, now with the most obvious um, you know, option for that to come to light, now being signed by the White Sox, it obviously the writing was already obviously on the wall, but it does again continue to be more and more clear that the Braves are looking at Vaughn Grissom and to a lesser extent um, Orlando Arcia to fill the shortstop role for this team. I've talked about it a few times. Probably going to see a bit more offensive value out of that uh, combination than you will defense. But, you know, hey, it's hard to go against the opinion of Ron Washington, who has earned um, the, who's definitely earned the reputation as being one of, if not the best infield instructors in the game of baseball for decades now. I mean, look at what he's done for the Braves infield defense, you know, in the time that he's been here. We've seen many of the videos, you know, we've seen many of the write-ups just on, you know, how good of a coach and how good of a relationship Ron Washington has, you know, with current Braves infielders and former Braves infielders. And and with the work that Washington has put, you know, into Vaughn Grissom, the Braves obviously believe in the offense. They've put a, they, Ron Washington has committed to putting in a lot of work with Vaughn Grissom defensively. So it does seem like the Braves are really starting to look at Grissom potentially being that everyday option at shortstop. And again, of course, we still have the rest of spring training. And we, you know, a few years back, um, uh, Alex Anthopoulos went out and got Orlando Arcia at, at a price that he thought was reasonable. He made a trade for Arcia from Milwaukee. Anthopoulos can always move quickly to find another option if he doesn't feel that what he's got right now makes sense. But it also has become the MO of Alex Anthopoulos. He's going to trust his young options. That's one of the reasons why the Braves find themselves in such a good position with the core that they have. And if, if Vaughn Grissom can emerge as being a reliable option shortstop, that's just one more boost to what already is arguably the most talented young position player core in the game of baseball. So again, probably it was never really that big uh, of a chance that the Braves were going to sign Andrews, but with him now being, you know, with the White Sox, that again is just one other, you know, valid, that's a point of validation that the Braves truly must feel that Von Grissom and Orlando Arcia have what it takes to fill the shortstop position, at least for this season. And if that's not the case, well, then obviously the Braves can pivot to potentially go bring in another option. But another key aspect of this Braves team that I think is really going to play a major, major role in the Braves hopefully starting out with, you know, a good start to the 2023 season is the back end of their bullpen. And it's really for two reasons. Number one, the Braves have 
multiple legitimate options that could step in into a closer role based off matchups and get the job done. But the other thing is, is, you know, as I mentioned a few times, as you've seen mentioned over at BatteryPower.com a few times as well, the Braves have a, a pretty busy start to their schedule. After they play the Washington Nationals on the road on March 30th, they have the 31st off, and then after that, the Braves have 13 straight games before their next off day, which would be on April 13th. Of course, that's going to put, you know, there's going to be a lot of work to do by the coaching staff to manage the starting rotation if they do have some pitchers with limitations for the starting rotation, but that also means that there potentially is going to be a heavy workload put on the Braves' bullpen. Now, the, you know, early innings portion of the Braves' bullpen, you're still going to figure out the final members of that portion of the bullpen. Of course, you got Dylan Lee, Lucas Litke, others. But the Braves themselves legitimately have three, maybe even four options that could step in and, in a pinch, be the closer based off the matchups. You've got, of course, Rossili Iglesias, who, in my opinion, likely is the leader in the clubhouse right now, was absolutely spectacular after the Braves traded for him at the trade deadline. You've got A.J. Minter, who we know has been more in a setup role in recent years, but has had plenty of success as a closer in time. We know that he can close out games if need be. And then you've got Kirby Yates, who himself has you know really focused. That's, that's another storyline to potentially follow when we're talking about pitchers who last year Yates coming off his injury, he had Tommy John surgery, coming back after missing 2021, he was hoping to have a more successful end of 2022 that just unfortunately was not there, but the Braves signed him, you know, always looking more at 2023 to really be the season where he can contribute, and he still feels that he can be, he can provide elite production if given the opportunity. So he could be someone that could be that third option when it comes to the closer role. And even Joe Jimenez in a pinch, if the Braves can help him find consistency that he showed last year at times, he's someone that also could step in a role um, and be a closer as well. So the point is, is that with how busy the Braves will be to start the season, the fact that they have multiple versions that they could use at the back end of their bullpen, depending on who they face or what the matchups are looking like, that could be to their advantage. And it also can allow for the Braves to not have to rely too heavily on certain arms to get the job done. And of course, that's something that could play a big role as the season goes along. And obviously, once the postseason starts to become a bigger part of the plan. So one thing to definitely watch is while we're looking at the starting rotation and seeing a few members of it and Kyle Wright and Mike Soroka who were dealing with some minor ailments, hopefully we won't hear that same thing about the Braves bullpen. And if the Braves bullpen can have good health to start the season, that could be a source of success that the Braves could rely on heavily to get the job done, to get a few extra wins that you may not necessarily expect at the start of the season because of how dominant they could be. And of course, the Braves can throw many different versions at opposing hitters based off the options that they can use in late game situations to get the job done. So all in all, the Braves, we know coming into this season, depth as well as quality 
And their starting rotation and their bullpen are certainly strengths of this team. The hope is, is that health will continue to be on the Braves' side so they can have as many options as possible for a busy start to the 2023 season. Can't thank you enough for joining us here on the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. Follow all the great content from the Battery Power Podcast Network at BatteryPower.com, at Battery Power SBN across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. Just hit that subscribe button and you'll get the latest content when it's available. My name's Sean Coleman. We'll talk to you again soon here on The Daily Hammer.